Hey everybody, it's Tim. Welcome or welcome back to the LOH Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, I ask you to please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and our YouTube channel, where you can access all our message content. Most importantly, I hope the following message inspires you to take your next step in the faith journey. Enjoy. I know what I want to get across to you, but I got to be honest that it was difficult putting into words what I want to say because part of it's a mystery to me. Part of it, I don't think we will ever be able to articulate what it means. But one thing I know is true is that this is of utmost importance for anybody, and it's to walk with the Spirit. Amen? Amen. To walk by the Spirit. Happy Father's Day 2023. And if I could speak to fathers, but I'm speaking to everybody... I pray that out of this, your hunger and desire for the presence of God to not only be in your life, but also in your family, in your household, in your marriage, in your kids, I pray that it would, it would increase and really take its rightful place in your life, which is first. And there's no other place for it. Do you know that? I mean, I don't want to insult your intelligence, Intelligence, but God should be first in your life. Amen. <laughs> he should be first. He, he deserves first. And, and really, Scripture tells us if He's not first, you might as well forget about Him because He's not, He's too good and too great and too perfect to be anything less than first place. It does Him a disservice. So on Father's Day 2023, men, women, sons and daughters, may we put first things first and have the Spirit as our first attention. I want to walk by the Spirit. I want to walk with the Spirit. Let's open up our Bibles to John chapter 14, and this is where we will begin. Jesus starts talking about what's going to happen when He leaves, and He's crucified, and He rises again, conquering death in the grave, but then He ascends to heaven. And He says it's for your benefit that He's going to go, which I want to challenge Him on that. That's crazy. What do you guys think? I mean, Jesus here or us? Uh, that, that should be a joke because I would say Jesus. I would say Jesus 100%. Je- yes, amen. Jesus, you're perfect. Jesus, you said everything perfect, but I want to challenge you on this one. It's better? That, it's, it's for your personal benefit that Jesus go. For if he doesn't go, he won't send the Holy Spirit. But if he goes, he'll send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is that good. He's your counselor. He's your advocate. He stands in your defense. He's in you. And Jesus can be in you. 
And he says, you'll do greater things than me because of this that's in you. I will live in you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do we believe that in the church today? Do I believe that? Because Jesus, he is perfect. And every word that he says is right. I want to take you up on that, Lord. How can I activate the Spirit in such a way that it truly is for my benefit that you would go and the Holy Spirit would live inside of me? Show me that. Reveal that to me. And he says this in John 14. He's, he's trying to tell... Let's see. Let's see where I want to start. I have 14.22 there. But... Uh, Let's go to 5. You got your Bible with you? John chapter 14, verse 5. Um, Thomas says this, Lord. Thomas said, we there? Say, I'm there. there. Say, howdy. howdy. That's a scary thing when I can pretty much get you to say anything. Um, <laughs> Lord, Thomas said, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? I don't have this, right? But you're, you're there with me, right? How can we know the way? Jesus told him in John 14, 6, I am the way. Yeah. <sighs> the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know Him and you have seen Him. Lord, said Philip, show us the Father, and that's enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been among you all this time, and you do not know me, Philip? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who lives in me does His works. Believe me, that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. Okay, let's skip down. Okay, well, let's just read 12 because I said it. Truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And he will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. I, I kind of get a smirk on my face because I feel like there's so many like theology messages about this, but I feel like it's pretty clear. Like people say, like, if you ask in my name, but you have to ask this way or, and it's not a formula and, and it's like, but he doesn't really mean this and he does mean, I mean, let's just take his word, take his word for it, right? Let's just have faith to believe the one who believes in me, they'll see this fruit in their life. That's cool. That's amazing. Now let's go down to verse 18. And we're almost to where we have the slide. Sorry, guys. Here we go. I will not leave you as orphans. He talks about when he's going. I'm coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live too. On that day you will know that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. The one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. Okay, start to perk up here. If you've been falling asleep, let's perk up and listen to this. And the one who loves me 
will be loved by my Father, I also will love him and will reveal myself to him. Can we just say amen to that? God, reveal yourself to us. Reveal yourself to me. We, we want to know you. We want to be a church of, of your heartbeat. We don't want to just do what everyone else does. If, if the world, if the church is conforming to the pattern of this world, God, we don't want to go along with that. Reveal yourself. Help us to know your heart, who you are, Jesus, and present it to the world. That's what we want to do. That's what we want to do. So let's keep reading. Judas, not his... Iscariot, thanks John. I guess if it was Iscariot, it's just like everyone would be mad. I don't know, but <laughs> Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how, how is it you're going to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Hmm, interesting. Jesus answered, if anyone, 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 whoever, anybody, there's not just a select few. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home. Everyone say, make our home. Make our home. Louder. Make our home. Make our home. Yes. We will. <laughs> Too loud. A little less. No, it's, <laughs> make our, it's not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not. Louder. I went louder. Okay. We will come to him and make our home with Him. Whoa! Not just in a church. Not in a sanctuary. If you love me and keep my word, I want to come and make my home. Oh my gosh. Make our home with Him. But the one who doesn't love me, and this is why the world won't know me, because they don't love me, and they don't keep my words. The word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have spoken these things to you while I remain with you, but the counselor of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in the name of Jesus, that's so cool, it's got the Trinity there, the counselor of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in the name of Jesus, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've told you. Everything I've told you. That's what the Holy Spirit will do. You say, Dustin, well, the Holy Spirit's everywhere. He's omnipresent. The Spirit was moving over the waters, right? The, he's omnipresent. This is part of the thing I can't really articulate, right? And David says it in Psalm 139, next slide. Where can I go from your Spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. In your right hand, it will hold me fast. Yes, God is everywhere. But something I can't describe is that although God is everywhere, Jesus says that he's going to send the person of the Holy Spirit. God was everywhere when Jesus was here, right? So there's... Something, the Bible would like me to believe that there's something different in, different in the omnipresence of God wherever you go. Yes, if you make your bed in hell, God is there and God is waiting for you. But there's something different about the people who love him and keep his word that he comes and lives inside of you. And now you have the opportunity, and I say opportunity purposefully, you have the opportunity and the potential to walk with the Spirit. Yeah. 
But not everyone does. Amen? Amen? Not everyone does. So for a lack of a better way to describe it, there's a dimension of His presence that I believe I have yet to experience. Which makes sense because of the limitless nature of our God. Now I walk, I was at the beach, and I still have sand in my hay dudes. But I see the, the water and it seems limitless. But let me tell you, there's an end to it. But to God and His majesty, come on, have you seen the waters? Have you seen the ocean? It don't compare to who our God is. And the Bible would like us to believe that we can be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So I say, increase my capacity today, Lord, because I want to walk by your spirit, not just talk about your spirit. I want to walk by your spirit in intimacy. And it doesn't matter your intellect. It doesn't matter uh, your degrees. It doesn't matter how smart you are, man. If you have breath in your lungs, if your heart is still beating, you can understand how to walk by the Spirit. Because when you accept Him, He's the one that teaches you. He's the one that leads you. He's the one that guides you. He's the one that helps you. It's all Him. For don't worry about what to say. For at the right time, the Spirit will give you utterance. Tim asked me if I was ready to preach. I don't know. At the right time, the Spirit will give me the utterance. And I shouldn't be anxious. For I should know that when I see you and we gather together, that we can plan our steps and God can speak to me. But the Spirit has a word that He wants to say to you. And we believe that. I believe it. I'm not the one that changes you. Jesus is. The Spirit is. And He's the one that changes you when you walk with Him and talk with Him. That's what I want to talk to you today about in the next few weeks. Three weeks of talking about walking in the Spirit. You excited about that? I hope you are. Let me pray and then we'll get in. Lord, Man, God, how we need you. How we need you. Oftentimes I think, you know, even for myself, like, perhaps I don't even know what I'm missing when I don't desire you. And I don't long for you. Or I, or I don't give you my life. I don't give you every, everything. Everything. And, and seek you first. Put you first. And I know that there's not a heavy weight on you. You don't come and you don't bring burdens. You lift burdens. But God, wherever it is in our minds that we've gotten it off, that we've placed other things before you and misdirected kind of our aim and direction, Lord, we repent of that. And we, we just, we, we love you and we want to honor you and we want to walk with you. Because we know that's the only way we can go the course that you've set before us. So help us, Lord. We lay aside any weight. We lay aside any idols. We lay aside anything that we put in your place. And we fix our eyes on you in Jesus' holy name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Have you ever been around somebody who was so positive it made you positive? 
one, no? Like you're around them and they're like passionate or like just happy or joyful and you're like, that made me happy just from being around you, right? Anybody, no, yeah? There's a lot of depressed people around here. <laughs> no, like you're just, you see somebody smile and you're like, man, they're like happy and that makes me happy. That's, they're like radiating with the joy. And now how about the other side? Oh, come on. Why did I hear more on that side? It's like the negativity gets you down. I mean, just like look at Facebook and you're like, holy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're different from being around them, aren't you? Well, it's the same way with the Holy Spirit. The same way with the Holy Spirit. The more you're around Him, and, and engaged in the things that he loves and that he's pleased with. I, you know, that's why I make it a point every morning to open up the word. You say, well, Dustin, is that, is that legalism? I'm just giving the spirit an opportunity. As, as many opportunities as he wants to have. I'm going to read the word and I'm going to pray. The, the Bible says to pray without ceasing. So you're, you're walking along and you're, you're praying and you're, you're asking the Lord for direction, right? I'm, I'm coming to church because he, he loves when we gather together, right? And the more you're with him, the more you do the things that pleases the Spirit, the more you're changed. And that's what we want to, we want to be changed by him. And so those negative people, uh, they might need to go or something, but... Um, Walk, walk with the Spirit and become more like Him. Experience the presence of the Lord and leave differently. You should leave differently. Like, I, I don't, it doesn't make sense. This is part of the articulation, the, the challenge that I feel like we're limited in our vocabulary. But like, when we come, how, why is it so special when we come? If God is everywhere, when we gather together in His name, why does something special happen, a dimension of his presence that I've yet to experience, that I experience when I gather together with God's people. It's a beautiful thing. And it's not so easy to describe it, but one thing you know is it's true. It's real. But I love Galatians 5. We're going to turn to Galatians 5 because it talks about walking by the Spirit. Galatians 5 could be a chapter of a whole year, couldn't it? God, we want to walk with you. God, we really want to walk with the Holy Spirit. I pray for anybody that is not walking by the Spirit and doesn't have that as a focus, that you would reveal to them also what they're missing. Also what they're missing. Help us, help us not to just be indifferent about this today, Lord. Okay, so Galatians 5, we'll just start in verse 1 and I'll skip around because he talks about circumcision and stuff, so. <laughs> yeah, if you want a good one, what, what verse is it? Uh, yeah, verse 12, you can underline that and share that on Facebook, so. As for, <laughs> all right, um, don't, don't do that, that's. It's out of context. Okay. So, it's for, what's that word? Freedom. Man. 
Are you free today? Are you walking in freedom? Because that, that's an option for you. You say, no, well, you know, I want to do the church thing. I want to be a religious person. And I think it's good for our kids. There's, there's like that. And then there's liberty, freedom. Inheriting the promises of God. Mm. Freedom. Actual, true, genuine freedom, Father, for you today. How? By the Holy Spirit. Because of what Christ has done, you can be set free, Holy Spirit. That you can be set free today in your mind. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery, whatever that is. And, I, I, and that's not your wife. No, it's not. It's not your wife. <laughs> do not let yourself be burdened again by any yoke of slavery. The standard the world has set, the social media following, the, the sports and the competition, whatever, whatever burden it might be, do not let yourself... Be held again by any yoke of slavery, for that's not meant for the believer. That's not meant for those walking by the Spirit. You're called to be free. Man, I just said, take a second, Lord. I pray for a great exodus, a great release of the heart and a release of the soul by the power of your Holy Spirit to every person in this room. Like a wind, like a wind. Maybe repent. Maybe as Peter said, repent and turn to God that your sins might be wiped out and times of refreshing will come from the Lord in the name of Jesus. Freedom. Freedom, I pray. Freedom, I pray over your mind. Freedom, I pray over your heart. Freedom, I pray over your body. Freedom. You don't need to compare anymore. You don't need that, that standard even that you've set. God never set that standard. Release it in the name of Jesus. Oh man, the burden to be the best father that you desire to be, that's, that's a beautiful thing. But when it becomes a burden, God lift it. Release them. Release them. You don't need to compare. Release them in the name of Jesus. Oh, watch him, watch him wash you. Watch his love. Watch his love lavish. Mm. Melt away anything that doesn't belong, Lord, in our hearts. For we know that we have the opportunity to be free. Hallelujah. Yeah, the Holy Spirit's ministering right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Where do we go? Um, verse 5, For through the Spirit we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision, this is like a, the law or the standard that we've set, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Verse 7. You were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? Which the Spirit leads you into the truth. 
That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast, this always happens this way, works through the whole batch of dough. A little sickness is contagious. A little off mindset is contagious. Little burden, a little slavery here and there, a little conformity to the world here and there, and a little yeast, if you're not careful, will work through the whole batch with everybody will be influenced by it. But I'm confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion, whoever that may be, will have to pay the penalty. Now we'll go to life by the Spirit in verse 13. And skip that uh, imagery there that Paul has. Uh, Verse 13, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. What's my calling? (laughs) What's your calling? Called to be free. Whew. Man. Wait, 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 Dustin, but don't, don't like I have to now, my calling is like something to, to do. So- hey, son, daughter, your call is to be free. Be, be, because you live so much better this way. And you see so much clearer this way, right? Come on, when you're free, but when you're bound and you're paralyzed and you're blind, it affects everything. When when you're dealing and struggling in sin, you can't see clearly. That's one of the beautiful things about the grace of God is God wipes your sin away all of it, past, present, and future, all of it remembers it no more. So you don't have to focus on it. You don't have to see it. And you can see clearly for you're free. Your calling is to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Another translation says, do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Which unfortunately, is that, that's what we do all the time. When God sets us free, well, we can just do whatever and we can wander aimlessly and we can get on our screen time is like 24 hours a day. <laughs> and, and, and we expect to walk by the Spirit, but we use our freedom to, as an opportunity for the flesh. Y'all tracking with me? And he says not to do this. Rather, have a focus. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Paul is really trying to set us free. Love your neighbor as yourself. But, if you bite and devour each other, watch out. Or you will be destroyed by each other. Which a lot of churches do that. Not ours. Thanks be to God. But a lot of even spirit-filled churches do that. And let me just tell you, you might have the spirit, but he's not forming you and in you if the fruit of the spirit is not manifest. If you're biting and devouring yourself, hmm, I don't know if you're led by the spirit. You might be in the past, but that's why it's important that we continually walk by the spirit. So I say, ah, beautiful, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify 
the desires of the flesh. For the flesh, come on, we talked about this before. The flesh desires what's contrary to the Spirit. And the Spirit, what is contrary to the flesh. So yes, that's in our own life, but it's also in the world. So you shouldn't be surprised when the world lives completely according to the flesh. Right? 100% flesh. So don't conform. 100% flesh. Not by the Spirit at all. It's hostile to the Spirit. It persecutes when people are led by the Spirit. So, I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. This is our goal. This is our desire. For the flesh desires what's contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit, what is contrary to the flesh, they're in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under law. I'm going to keep reading. Is that fine? Are y'all tapping out? Y'all good? Is that too much word? The acts of the flesh are obvious, according to Paul. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. It's not an exhaustive list. There's, there's more. But to Paul, living by the Spirit, it's obvious. How about to you? Yay! <laughs> yay! Uh, no, it's not yay, but like... We want to walk by the Spirit. We want to do what Jesus said. We want Jesus to reveal Himself to us. Yes, we, do. we want to see His glory. We want, to, we want to see God move in power. We want to see God change our city. We want to see God change the world. Yes. But, but we live this way. Do not you allow your freedom as an opportunity to indulge in the flesh. God, on Sunday morning, I desire your spirit. But every other day, I'm going to live according to the flesh. Every other day, whatever pleases me, whatever feels good, I'll hit the snooze button a million times. But I'm not going to follow you. I'm not going to be obedient. But on Sunday morning, God, send your rain. Send your fire. Have your way in me. This should not be. It's mixed up. It's a perversion to what Jesus says in the Word. I'm sorry. And God wants to show Himself. He wants to move. But, but His people, are we bound? Are we biting and devouring? Are we gossiping? I'm not saying you. Just if the shoe don't fit, don't wear it. Don't be offended. I want to walk by the Spirit. I want to devote myself wholly unto the Lord. For I, if, I, if we haven't forgotten, we had four messages on the battle royale that there is a battle and there is a war for your soul. Pastor did an amazing job. And there's a scheme for your life and for your family. Father, there's a scheme for your life and your family. And there's a war. And the flesh is on the other side of the war. 
And the more, if we're church people, whatever that means, if we're supposed to be a royal priesthood, sons and daughters, representing the Lord Almighty, this should not be blessing and cursing out of the same mouth. You've you got to choose one, Jesus says. You can't serve two masters. Either you hate the one, and he's talking about money, and love the other, but I think it's either spirit or flesh. Make a decision today. What do you want? Spirit or flesh? Because they can't mix. And when they mix, it bursts and it throws people into confusion. It's quiet in this room. <laughs> it's quiet in this room. Is this foreign? I mean, this is, this is the word. <laughs> God, I just wonder why I, I lack power in my life. God, I wonder why you're not, not showing up when we ask you for 10 minutes and we have to go to McDonald's in 11 minutes. I, I, God, I, I wonder why, why Dustin can wait in a 60-minute line for the slinky dog and, and, and not, not wait for you at, at the end of service and ready for Brooke to stop singing. And, 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 and I'm... And, and I'm, oh God, God and, and we're going to talk about Galatians 5 for how long? I mean, he just keeps reading and he just keeps reading. And then he, he should have done what most pastors do is, is skip over the, the part about the sexual immorality and stuff because he knows that 90% of people struggle with porn. And he, and he knows that, right? So he should know that would, that would make us uncomfortable and, and offend us or, or no. Or... <laughs> No, I just don't want the church living in bondage forever and just saying, God saved me by grace. No, grace is not a license to sin. Grace is an empowerment to get out of the grave and out of the dead places. You don't need to live like that anymore. It doesn't need to have a hold on you anymore. And we don't need to brush it off like the old man's still here. The old man's still here. He's dead, crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I live now in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. That's Galatians 2.20. Oh! Is that man dead and crucified? Or did I just tie him up? Is he dead and is he crucified? Because we should just stay here until he is. You should not leave until he is. Because it wreaks havoc on the things the Spirit wants to do. Mmm. God, I, I think your salvation is so much more than all of us struggling with looking at girls on the computer. And, and there's more sins than that, but that, that's, that's, it's contagious like wildfire in the church. I think that your salvation is powerful enough to free the men of God of that. I think it's powerful enough to reveal the sickness 
And that, that as people pursue that, that they would have such a sickness about it that they would throw up. Because you have such a sickness about it that you throw up. Is this true or not? Because if it's not true, let's go home. But if it is true, let's seek it with all we got. Let's pursue this with all we got. And let's just not say we're free until we're free. Let's not pretend like it. Let's not act like it. I say Jesus has set me free and I am the righteousness of God. I am going to heaven, but he's conforming me and transforming me and I'm not free yet, but I know it's available for me and I'm going to press on. Come on, somebody. I'm going to press on until I take hold. Until I take hold. And with that said, I'm not going to give the flesh an opportunity. Come on. Come on. Come on. I, I, now this is going to be dramatic. This is going to be dramatic. But I'm not... <sighs> Cover your ears if you want to. I'm not, I'm not going to have a, a, a naked girl in my hotel room and ask God to set me free from sin. Set me free from the desire to, right? Lust. Huh? Okay, and you say, well, Dustin, that's stupid. What does that even have to do with anything? Well, you open your phone and you got everything under the sun available at your fingertips and you're asking God to set you free from porn. And God says, well, you got Snapchat and you got TikTok. He might not say that, but I'm sorry, God, if you won't say that, but I'm just going to say it now. And you act like I can't set you free when you're allowing your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Come on, does that make sense? You say, oh, Dustin, you're disciplined. You don't look at porn. Well, you know what? I deleted Snapchat a while ago and it had nothing to do with sexting or anything like that. It was because there was, uh, I had to scroll past a, a bathing suit every time. And I'm like, why am I going to be like, oh, I'm so strong, I scrolled past. Oh, I'm so strong, I scrolled. Why don't I get it out of my life? I don't need it. Don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. We want to walk by the Spirit. This is, I hope you're not thinking, man, this is a law message or whatever. No, this is a, a Spirit-filled, grace-filled message. It's an opportunity for you to become free today. Will you take it? you take it? Get rid of it. You don't need a phone. <laughs> Get one of those spinning ones. Or <laughs> Do they? <laughs> what, is that called something? Is that, is, what's it called? <laughs> they have one back in the nursery, I think. It's something. <laughs> They're spinning ones. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Dave, 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 Dave. Now let me, okay, in verse 22. Oh, no, 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 I'll keep reading, okay. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not receive the kingdom of God, will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, this is such good news. The fruit of the Spirit, oh my gosh, man. Oh, oh, get out of the grave. You don't need to stay there. It's not better than the Spirit. Be consumed with the Spirit. Be consumed with the house of God. Be consumed about the good things God's doing. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So much better than anything the world has to offer. Against such things there is no law. For those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. Walking according to the Spirit means discerning things of flesh and things of the Spirit. Unforgiveness is flesh. Bitterness and resentment is flesh. Pride is flesh. When you belittle yourself, that's flesh because you're royalty. You're a royal priesthood. It's contrary to the Spirit. When you say you aren't good enough or you want to quit, when you say you aren't this or aren't that, you have the Holy Spirit beside you, in you, on you. Don't entertain the falsehood. Don't entertain the falsehood. Scripture says throw it off. Throw it away. Put off falsehood. Ephesians 4.24 Put off the old and put on the new self, which is created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. That's the scripture. I didn't say that. Put off the old. Put on the new, which is created to be like God. Wow! In true righteousness and holiness. The person of the Spirit is the connection to the fruit of the Spirit. The aim is not the fruit. You know that? I've tried that before. I've tried to love more. I've tried to be more joyful. And it doesn't work. Have you? But if you become consumed with the person of the Holy Spirit, it's the connection to the person of the Holy Spirit. It's doing the things that please the Holy Spirit. You'll see the fruit as a result. So, in the rhythms of welcoming the Holy Spirit and being obedient, the Lord will release. The Lord will deliver the fruit. Amen? Paul writes in Ephesians 3, I think we talked about this last week, but I just want to say it now again. <sighs> For those that desire to walk by the Spirit, I pray this over you. I pray that out of His glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted, come on, and established in love, may have power, together with everybody, all the Lord's people, to grasp how wide, come on, there's power in this. How long and how high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, here it is, that you 
Come on, can we read this together? That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. One more time. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I say increase my capacity today, Lord. Come on, expand my soul to let you in. To let you in, Lord. It's like an ocean. And you say you can be filled to the fullness of all the ocean. So I say, expand this little soul's capacity to take you in, Lord. And have your way so that I ex explode for your kingdom and your glory. God, that my life would be free. Oh, that I would be free today. Jesus said in John 14 that he will reveal himself to those who love Him and obey Him. Reveal Himself. Who are you? The Alpha and the Omega. The great I Am, but the one who came down and washes our feet. The intimate God. So yes, there are dimensions of His presence that are to be encountered, felt, and experienced at different levels and at various times. Although the Lord is everywhere, He is there if two or three are gathered in His name. If we wait upon the Lord, we'll receive power from on high. Come on, we're just believing the Word. If we believe on Him, we'll receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not only in us, but can be upon us and on us. And as we walk in this light, people can actually see the presence of God on us and through us. And this is our desire. Amen? Amen. From glory to glory, being transformed into the image of Christ. Not just talk, but actually transformed. Not just talk, but actually transformed from the innermost being. So here's our desire, and I got a lot, but that's good because I got two more weeks with y'all. Where do I choose from? I got like three more pages. Um, all right, let's shrink it all down. Let's have the band come up, and we can get ready to go. We're ready to respond to the Lord. Lord, wherever you want, wherever you want to go. Our desire, we can get our, our desire, and I, and I hope this encourages you, Father, guys, the presence of God to be upon our lives, in our lives, in our families, in our church, the manifest presence, not the same as the world, no. A tangible manifest presence, a presence that changes things, one that is felt and experienced, the true presence of God, not manufactured. Not like we're trying to have the presence of God in our midst. No, that's not. It's not how fruit grows. The presence that speaks and things come to be, real life. The presence that transforms, that heals, that set frees, sets people free, that delivers. The presence that truly opens blind eyes and deaf ears. This presence, unfortunately, is not everywhere. Come on, let's be honest. It's not. But we want it here. There are people in this community I know personally who hunger and thirst for this. In a dry and weary land, we long for it. Do you? Oh. James 4.8 says, If you draw near to God, He'll draw near to you. Yeah. Hebrews 10.19 says, We can approach the throne of grace with confidence, knowing that He'll help us. 
Let's stand and we'll, we'll finish our conversation with just a few points. I'm going to talk about this coming weeks, the significance of having the presence of God in your home, in your family, in your life. I hope you come. I hope you tell people to come. I hope you tell your friends, hey, come hear this lunatic speak or something. No, I don't know. But I really believe that this would change your house. This would change your home. This would change your life. Come on, agree with me. Just say amen. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Ark of the Covenant and the significance of that. It's representative of the manifest presence of God. And what that means, the implications of that when you have the ark in your home. And, and when your kids know that, that the most important thing to dad, the most important thing to the family is the presence of God. And I was talking to Chantel about this. Like, I want to reward my kids the most when I see them doing the things of God and the things of the Spirit. It means more to me than, than hitting the ball. It means more than me to straight A's. Come on. Like, don't conform to the pattern, guys. The presence, if they don't know how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, I have failed as a dad. Ah, and that's why I want to minister in the gifts to them when I'm praying over them. I want to speak in tongues over them, even though they make fun of it and they do their tongue and stuff different. I want to show them. I want, I want to show them. This is real to dad. This is everything, son. And then if you don't know how to seek first the kingdom and its righteousness, your whole life will be mixed up. You'll be confused. You'll be a wandering man until you find this. So I want to cut to the chase and you're five and daughter, you're three and Jet, you're one. But all that matters to dad is that you serve the Lord. And I will reward you if you worship. I'll reward you if you pray. I'll reward you because this is what dad wants to see out of your life. Scripture says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's our father. That's what he does. The Lord is calling men and women to be carriers of the Lord's presence. In the Old Testament, there was a holy object known as the Ark of the Covenant. It was a beautiful piece of art, again, representative of the presence of the Lord, the manifest presence. In it was Aaron's budded staff, manna, and the tablets. But the mercy seat was covering it. We're not under law. We're not under law. The law was in the ark. It was a, it was a gold-plated piece. It was amazing, beautiful to look at. And then there was cherubim, burning ones, angels. And then in the midst, above it all, the mercy seat was covering the law. The mercy seat. And we thank God for that. The mercy seat was covering the law. But in its right place, as the Lord sits enthroned above and between the cherubim, this is where His presence is. He's enthroned there. And that's what we want. 
That's what we want in our families. That's what we want in our homes. To be carriers of the presence of God. To walk by the Spirit. Can y'all play something? One final thing. This is something that might seem random, but something I really felt like this was a word that God wanted to share to a father today that might feel like you're on the outs. That might feel like what, you know, what we're talking about is foreign tongue to you, foreign language to you, uh, or it's for somebody and it's not for you. To, to be like a person of His presence, to be a person of the Spirit. Maybe you don't like worship openly or maybe you don't have like use your words a lot like and know Scripture a whole bunch. But let me tell you something. God does not show favoritism. This is a word for you. There's not like He's got His favorites. He's got His select. But this isn't for you and your household and your family. God does not show favoritism. This is for you. I got to tell you that. It's for you and your household and your marriage and your kids and generations to come. Believe it. Don't brush it off. It's for you. The Lord stopped this moment and wanted me to tell you today, Romans 2.11, that God, I do not show favoritism. My favor is on whosoever wills. So my declaration to finish is I will walk by the Spirit. I will let the Spirit teach me and I will be obedient to whatever He tells me. I will be obedient to whatever He tells me and then we'll finish with this prayer. I don't think I have it. A.W. Tozer prayer. It's not, yeah, it's not the last one. And now just pray and we'll be out and you can respond however you'd like. I pray that the Lord ministered to you today. That's all that really matters. A.W. Tozer in the pursuit of God says, Oh God, I have tasted thy goodness and it has both satisfied me and made me thirsty for more. I am painfully conscious of my need of further grace. I am ashamed of my lack of desire. Oh God, the triune God, I want to want Thee. I long to be filled with longing. I thirst to be made more thirsty still. Show me Thy glory, I pray Thee, that so I may know Thee indeed. Begin in mercy a new work of love within me. Say to my soul, rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away with me. Come on, walk by the Spirit. Then give me grace to rise and follow thee up from this. Oh, he says, come away, come away, come away, come away with him. Come away, come away, come away with him. Come away with him. Let Him change you. Let Him transform you. Come on. Make His presence. Make His presence priority in your life. Make His Spirit. Walking according to His Spirit. Nothing else matters. Come on. Put first things first today. Make a choice. Make a change today if He wants. Whatever He wills. I will listen. Let Him teach me. And I'll be obedient to whatever He says. Feel free to respond. However God is urging you. However God is nudging you. We'll pray with you. 
We're here for you. We love you. I bless you. In the name of Jesus, somebody say amen. Come on, amen. Amen. We believe it. Work in us. We want to walk by the Spirit. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen.